Thanks for joining us for the special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Today, Pastor J.D. encourages us with the reminder that we're all in the ministry. If you know Jesus and the hope He gives, people will ask you about it. They'll see something different in your life. They'll see you coping and even thriving through this season of turmoil. Be ready to give them an answer for your hope. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on May 23rd, 2021. In preparation for today's update, I spent some time in First and Second Peter. I haven't done that for a while. And in so doing, I was just so greatly encouraged and strengthened. While we will be looking at a number of passages in Peter's epistles, I would really encourage you to revisit these letters uh, in your own time in God's Word. I don't know I know this is true of every book in the Bible because God's Word is alive, but especially First and Second Peter, it is so apropos for where we're at in this world today. And there's a reason for that, and the reason is, is that Peter, by the Holy Spirit, speaks to those who are discouraged, due to intense opposition and profound persecution. I'm starting out this way for a number of reasons, not the least of which is the purpose of today's prophecy update in particular. Actually, there are two reasons, the first of which is to both encourage and perhaps more importantly, equip so that you can give an answer to those asking you questions about what's going on in the world. And when they do, you can give them an answer of that hope that lies within you, which by the way is why they're asking you in the first place, because they know where you stand and they know there's something different about you and peculiar about you. I don't mean that in the negative sense. You know, they're a peculiar sort, (laughs) but there's something different about you. And they know you're a Christian, and you've perhaps talked with them about the Lord, but there seems to be this supernatural peace in your life. There seems to be this joy in your life, and they want that in their life and yet their life is in turmoil and chaos. And so they're going to come to you, and they're going to ask you, B, 
because they're hoping that you will have an answer for them about everything that's going on in the world. This is 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15. Listen to what the Apostle Peter writes. He says, but in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But, and this is very, very important, please, do this with gentleness and respect. I think we do err greatly when we're disrespectful, harsh, when we share the Lord or engage in a conversation with somebody about the Lord. It is crucial. (laughs) It is of paramount importance to do so with a meekness, a humility, a gentleness, and be very respectful when you do. When the Apostle Paul writes to the church in Ephesus, it's recorded in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 and 12, he says, And he himself, speaking of Jesus, gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. I don't know if you realize this or not, but what I just read, this is on you to be equipped. It is on me to equip you. But sadly, many a Christian today is ill-equipped, unequipped, and as such is unable to do the work of the ministry. This is my gifting as a pastor, teacher, is to equip you, equip the saints. It's also to feed the sheep, because the Lord's people today, I think you would agree, are unequipped, and they're unfed and as such hungry, and need to be fed, and need to be equipped. And that is chiefly the purpose of today's prophecy update. I'm hoping to provide you with that which you need. Because you, you, by the way, this is another reason why this is on you. You can reach people that I can't. You can go places that I'm unable to go to. You can reach people that I cannot reach. Because see, you're their neighbor, friend, co-worker, family member, loved one. See, my problem, and I have many problems, but (laughs) one of my biggest problems when it comes to this is, I'm the pastor of But as soon as people realize, oh, you're the pastor, (laughs) they're on their best behavior. (laughs) 
And here's another problem that comes packaged with that. Not only are they on their best behavior, but the wall goes up. Because after all, you're the pastor. You know, that's sad. Because what's happened is, the world has succeeded in creating this chasm between clergy, I don't like that word, and laity. So I'm the clergy. But see, you are like them, and they see you as such. And you can reach them in ways that I cannot, for that reason. So, as Paul says here to the Ephesians, my job is to equip you, provide you with the tools you need to do what God has called you to do for the work of the ministry. Do you realize that you're in the ministry? You're in the ministry. So today I'm going to give you lots of equipment for your work, equipment that you can use, equipment that you're going to need. The second purpose of not only today's update, but also every weekly update, is to equip you with a simple way to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you were to ask me what the number one fear that a Christian has is, this would be it, right? I mean, and the enemy, again, has succeeded with an astonishing success to get Christians so afraid of, what will they say if I share the gospel with them? And so fear cripples us. And then he just chalks up another one where he closes our mouth and we don't share out of fear the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so we provide you with this very simple, childlike, simple explanation of salvation, which we'll do at the conclusion of the update by way of the ABCs of salvation. But above all, the main purpose of these prophecy updates is this. It's to get Jesus to people and people to Jesus as fast as we can. That is the purpose, the main purpose of these prophecy updates. Would you agree that we are living in a day like never before? It's the likes of which we've never seen before, and I would say also the likes of which we will never see again, this day in which we are living today. And so that is the chief purpose of these prophecy updates. And there's one more thing I want to say before we get started here today. We see what's happening in the Middle East. It's not about Jews or Arabs. It's about lost or saved because whether Arab or Jew, they need Jesus. What we see happening on the streets of America today, it's not about black or white or Asian or anything, it's about lost or saved, because everybody needs Jesus. In the political climate in which we find ourselves in this nation today, 
I'm going to take a deep breath before I try to finish this one. (laughs) It has absolutely nothing, and please hear my heart on this. I'm going to say this as lovingly yet as firmly as I possibly can. It has absolutely nothing to do with political party. It has nothing to do with Democrat or Republican or liberal or conservative or left or right. And stop referring to people like that. Stop. Because whenever you do that, and I've been as guilty as the next guy in doing that. And the Lord has really convicted my heart concerning that. But as soon as you label someone, oh, the lefty. Wait a minute. Um, Jesus loves them. Jesus died for them. Yeah, but you see what they're... Oh, what? So they're unredeemable now? What? So now you've labeled them that. I'll let you fill in the blank. So what? Now Jesus can't save them? See, if you look at people as either lost or saved, it changes everything. And I mean everything. And we are living in a day like never before, where it is incumbent upon us to get Jesus to people and people to Jesus as fast as we can, because people need Jesus now, now, more than ever. Okay, let's close in prayer. That was my... (laughs) Let's get to the update. I sense that the Lord would have me to talk about everything we're seeing in the world today being an indication of how it's just a matter of time before it all snaps. A number of years ago I heard a pastor illustrate this, best illustration I heard concerning this, that of a rubber band. You take a rubber band and you stretch it out as far as you can for as long as you can, But when that rubber band is stretched as far as it can be for as long as it can be, at some point it's going to snap. And that's how I see the world today. It does seem that we have come to this very point in the world today by virtue of how the end of all things is now at hand. And this is First Peter chapter 4, verses 7 and 8. But the end of all things is at hand. I'm placing the emphasis on is for a reason. Let me read that again. But the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, important word, be serious and watchful in your prayers and above all things, here it is again, listen, have fervent love for one another, for love will cover a multitude of sins. 
Romans 2.4 comes to mind. It's the kindness of God. Not the justice of God. The judgment of God. No, it's the kindness of God. The love of God. The gentleness of God that leads one to repentance. I'll tell you, I know this might sound like a song, I don't mean to give anybody a flashback here, but what the world needs now. (laughs) Now that song's going to be stuck in your mind all this afternoon. (laughs) But what the world needs now, I'll say it like this, is the love of Christ in the people of Christ. We are the representatives of Jesus Christ. And we need to show people love like never before. Love one another. By the way, you know what Jesus would say and did say? He said, that's how they're going to know that you're my disciple. It's not how big or worn out your Bible is. It's not by the bumper stickers on your car. The only way, the litmus test by which you will be known as a disciple of Jesus Christ will be by how much you love one another. That's how they're going to know. When one considers, watches, and prays concerning the seriousness of everything that's happening in the world today, This seems to be the only reasonable conclusion that one can come to, namely that of this being the end, such that it's now only a matter of time before the aforementioned rubber band will finally snap. And here's the thing, people are seeing it. People know it. People sense it. One need look no further than to the chaos, which I see as a manufactured crisis from the devil himself, in order to realize what's really behind all of this. And this is 1 Peter 5. I want to read verses 8 and 9. Be alert and of sober mind. Now let's talk about this for just a moment. Sober, certainly, but it carries with it the idea of what Paul, in writing to Timothy, says about a sound mind, a disciplined mind, better translated. In other words, God's not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love, love, and a disciplined mind. We are disciplining our mind like we discipline our children. There are certain things we do not let our children do. We discipline them. By the way, discipline, disciple. We train them up and disciple them in the way, ways of the Lord and that the way that they should go. We discipline our minds. And <laughs> truth be made known, our minds need, need some discipline. <laughs> Take every thought captive into the obedience of Christ. You're not getting in. 
There's a discipline there. A disciplined mind. Be alert and of sober mind with a disciplined mind. Why? Ah, your enemy. I have an enemy? Oh, you have no idea. The devil. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. This is what I mean by First and Second Peter being so apropos for where we're at in the world today. Resist the devil. Stand firm. Stand strong. Okay, now, I am keenly aware of those who would argue that, come on, we've always had chaos in the world, crisis in the world, suffering in the world. This is no different. However, as we're about to see, this is different. This is different this time. Sadly though, they even go as far as mocking and scoffing those of us who really believe the Word of God and the God of the Word, who says in His Word that Jesus Christ is going to rapture the church of Jesus Christ, His bride. When they do this, they don't realize that they're actually fulfilling the very prophecy they continue to ridicule us about. This is Second Peter chapter 3, verses 1 through 4. Dear friends, this is now my second letter to you. I have written both of them as reminders to stimulate you to wholesome thinking. I want you to recall the words spoken in the past by the holy prophets and the command given by our Lord and Savior through your apostles. Above all, verse 3, you must understand that in the last days scoffers will come, scoffing and following their own evil desires. They will say, where is this coming, he promised. Ever since our ancestors died, everything goes on as it has since the beginning of creation. Come on, we're going to get through this. We're all in this together. He goes on in verse 8 and says, But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping His promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. The end of the world is going to happen, and it might be closer than we think. There's much happening in the world around us that ties into the predictions made in the Bible. 
With the number of events occurring, though, it can be difficult to keep up with it all. Pastor J.D. Farag has taken it upon himself to help us out with that. Each week, Pastor J.D. takes an in-depth look at what Scripture has to say about the end times and then pairs them with the current events of the week. These Mideast Prophecy Updates are available for free to you through our website, inspiritandtruthradio.com. You'll find them as well on our YouTube channel, and we update them each week to give you the latest information. These messages are useful to us to be able to keep Jesus' ultimate kingdom goal at the front of our minds. Jesus came to earth to offer love and forgiveness to each person. He completed his mission when he died on the cross for our sins and then defeated death by rising again. Jesus has charged each one of us who confess to follow him with a simple task. Go into the world and share the good news of his life. As the end draws even closer, we need to adopt a sense of urgency in getting the word out. We hope you will use these Mideast Bible prophecy updates to draw closer to Jesus, allowing him to speak through you to the world around you. Once again, you'll find these prophecy updates by visiting inspiritandtruthradio.com and clicking the link to our YouTube channel. Join us again for truth from God's word right here on In Spirit and Truth.